Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brittany. I'm Diana. And this is episode 33. Today, we'll be reviewing season five, episodes 15 and 16 of The Walking Dead with the lens of love. You did that so well. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Do you remember our first one? No. When yes. we did our first one, you're all, Diana, you deserve an A. <laughs> Which I did not. (laughs) I'm sure you did. (laughs) Now we're on 33. That is so funny. Okay, before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brittany? I'm okay. I'm very happy to be home after a couple weeks of just doing lots of stuff, but also embarrassed of our president, despicable man. If any of you agree with him, turn this off right now. Just kidding. But seriously, I just want everyone to be more compassionate and kind towards people, especially survivors of sexual assault, and just to really try to think more critically about the issue. Diana was saying earlier, it's not a party issue, it's just a human issue. Mm -hmm. So really, I just want people to think more compassionately when it comes to this. So, And I also just want to say that I think that Dr. Christine Blossie Ford was so brave for getting up there and being basically on trial in front of all of America. So I just want to, I don't know, send a blessing to anyone who has ever gone through something like that and who has spoken on it too, because it's just so crazy. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of work to do, people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But how are you doing, Diana? I am doing really good. Okay, so do I want to talk about being bummed or being happy? Which one do you want to hear first? <laughs> Let's do bummed first and then end on a happy note. Well, I am bummed that this is our last show <laughs> for a break. So I'm just bummed about that. <sighs> Anyways, because I just so look forward to sitting across from you and talking about TV and shows. But, you know, here comes the holiday season and we'll be spending time with family and friends. And True. we have other focuses. And so... True. Yeah. And I'll still send you a weekly email of the shows that I'm watching <laughs> okay, and give good. you an update. Because <laughs> <laughs> even though we work in the same place, we don't always see each other. We are in different buildings. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to make it a point, though, Yes, to see each other. And um, also, which I'll talk a little bit later in our episode, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm really sad of season nine, The Walking Dead with... Rick leaving, and I just really think it's going to have a big impact, and um, so I'm I'm bummed about that too. Mm-hmm. I'm just going in with a heavy heart with this whole season. <laughs> I am, I am. I get it. And so the good stuff is mm-hmm. I had my improv class, mm-hmm. and it's going really well, and I just love playing with this group. Uh, it's just it's just so much fun. It's mm-hmm. just you really get to play and how often do people adults get to go and play? So, I think that's really fun. And this past weekend I saw different sets of cousins. Oh good. I think I saw seven sets of cousins or not oh sets, my gosh. seven cousins I should say. Wow. So on Friday night I saw um, on my husband's side, some cousins that are just fun to be around and we went out to dinner, we went to a dive bar where um, the cousin's husband plays, and he's really good. He's been playing in a band for a long, long time, mm. and he's really good. It's just really fun. And then on Sunday, mm-hmm. I had um, surprise cousins that I've only met a couple of times, but they were coming into town. 
and then my cousins that live here in San Jose, I was meeting with them and the traveling cousins. So it was just fun. That's it was just good. good. Just reminiscing about old times and everything. So That's the best. Yeah. I love that. And then you still crack up as hard as you did back then yeah. over the same story. <laughs> it's so true. It's, it's great. Yeah. Such a good feeling. So I'm glad you had a great weekend. Good. You deserve it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Now for our recaps. Okay, so Season 5, Episode 15, Try. Michonne and Rosita find grieving Sasha hunting walkers while Carl and Enid enjoy the woods together, mm-hmm. sprouting young love. Glenn takes Nicholas off of run duty, and Rick and Deanna, Deanna argue over Pete's fate, which basically ends with Rick and Pete almost killing each other in the middle of the street, and then Michonne knocks Rick out. Season 5, Episode 16, Conquer. Several storylines culminate in this fifth season finale. The Alexandrians try to decide on what to do with Rick after his outburst. Nicholas tries to kill Glenn. Father Gabriel is on a suicide mission, and Sasha is struggling too. Daryl and Aaron find themselves in a pickle, and Morgan shows off his martial arts skills and ends his search for Rick. Okay, so our theme is love, (laughs) and um, there is definitely love between Rick and Carl. I really love this relationship between father and son. Rick comes into the house, and Carl hugs him and asks him if he is okay, and Rick says he is fine. They talk about the meeting that night, and Rick tells Carl he doesn't want him to go. He warns him that he may need to threaten or kill, and Carl seems to understand and says... They need us. They will die without us. I love that Rick hears what Carl has to say. He doesn't just brush it off like, oh, he's just a kid. (sighs) No, he really listens and evaluates what Carl is saying. He asks Carl, are you afraid? And Carl says, for them. Carl is his father's son. He wants to help the people. He is not just thinking of himself, which is what a lot of people tend to do. Carl has grown and matured during the last five seasons, and Rick respects his son, and their love for each other is beautiful. Brittany, where did you see love in these episodes? I saw it with Deanna's love (laughs) for civilization and the law. So Deanna tells Rick that this is a civilization and we would exile him. And I understand where she's coming from. This would probably be a death penalty argument pre-apocalypse, right? So I do respect her reaction and decision because I think, why have we become so accustomed to just executing anyone who's done wrong? I mean, there's a reason that people immigrate to first world countries like the United States and Canada. People are seeking refuge from dictators, unregulated violence, and laws that don't hold strong enough reasoning behind them. Our judicial system may not be perfect, but we do have it so much better than other countries when it comes to due process and representation. Villains like Negan are a completely different story. He's basically the Walking Dead's Hitler. But I just found it hard to believe that they couldn't separate Pete by using, I don't know, all the men to move him to a new place, oh, a jail probably, until he agrees that he wouldn't go near Jesse, as well as having protection for Jesse too. But unfortunately, Deanna's love for civilization ends up killing her her love 
which is kind of sad. So I feel for her because I know that she's trying to build up something solid for a future, but at the same time, being a little naive in the situation did get her husband killed. But it's not her fault. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. But I am saying that she probably will wear that guilt and she'll feel, I want to say something other than guilty, but she'll feel responsible for that. And she'll kind of replay that day in her mind, just thinking, wow, I could have had my husband here. So I still really feel for her because she has all her loves up in the air and she's balancing it the best she can. I was surprised that she, um, I don't know, I think I was just surprised at that point that she even said, I should say kill him or where she, she said do it do it yeah Rick's, it was like a switch Rick, flip yeah Rick gave no hesitation but I was like that was shocking to me mm-hmm. that that she said that and that he did it so immediately right I'm like holy crap yes that was really quick right and they're yeah. in front of everyone yeah. so everyone's like oh it is different now <laughs> Morgan's old Rick <laughs> yes they're like oh did I come at a bad time <laughs> <laughs> so that was a yeah that was a strange scene and it was yeah. just whoa so I totally I get that <laughs> I saw a brotherly love between Aaron and Daryl although okay just to branch out a little bit here I just read recently about Aaron and Daryl possibly becoming you know speculation of them com- becoming a couple oh and so after re-watching the scene again, I thought, hmm. Interesting. Because we've never seen Daryl with anyone. Anyone. Mm. So we don't really know yet. It's true. <laughs> so we'll see. But anyways, they are looking for food and people and they get caught in a trap and walkers are all over the place and they make it into a car, barely. They talk as the car is shaking from so many walkers hitting on it and trying to get in, but they have a great conversation. Daryl talks about feeling trapped back at Alexandria and needing to be out here, and now he is trapped in a car, but he feels more like himself. Aaron basically tells him what a good person he is and that he witnessed it in the storm and that Daryl doesn't give up on his friends. And that is why Aaron had to bring them back to Alexandria. What a great friendship these two have. It feels good to be recognized for who you are and what's important to you. It is like someone is paying attention and you feel validated. So a co-worker recently left and at our last meeting, she playfully pretended to be a fortune teller and gave each of us our fortune. When she got to me, She said all the things that were important to me and brought up my family and specific things that I love. And at the end, she said I was reading a script of a movie that I was a part of. It was so perfect because I felt like she knew me. So with Aaron recognizing who Daryl is, it made him step up and say, we are going to get out of here. I will cause a disruption and you will get out of here. And Daryl was willing to sacrifice himself for Aaron. But Aaron says, no, we fight. We go for the fence. We do it together. Make it or not, we do it together. We have to. Daryl looks at him and says, ready? (laughs) It's such a cool friendship. Okay, Brittany, what other things did you notice in these episodes? Well, when Jesse is asking Rick 
would you do this for someone else? Would you do this for anyone? I thought that was going to go in a different direction. I thought Jesse wanted Rick to assure her that he wasn't doing this just for her because he cares about her, but that he would care about this issue if it was happening to anyone. Also, she's married, so I thought she was really concerned about that. I wanted Rick to say yes instead of no, showing that he does feel compassion for everyone and he does what is right. And this is something that I really try to get others to recognize. You shouldn't care about issues that only affect you and your loved ones. You should care about it because it's happening to someone. With the Me Too movement and especially the Brett Kavanaugh and Christine Wasi Ford testimonies, people have been saying, she's someone's daughter, she's someone's wife, she's someone's mom. But in my opinion, that's bullshit. She's someone, period. People are not measured by their relationships to others. They're valuable because they are someone by themselves. Okay, so I want to bring up Father Gabriel. This is the time when I am not a fan of him. He goes off and fights with walkers and comes back with a clean white shirt. <laughs> that just like killed me. I mean, like he's fighting these walkers, pulling off their heads, decapitating them, and his shirt is clean. I wondered that the first time I saw it, and I wondered it this time. Also, his words to Sasha were so mean, telling her that because of her sins, her loved ones are dead and that she doesn't deserve to live. What kind of a father is that? Yeah, he was probably talking about himself, but he still blamed her for Bob's death, which was so cruel. Then he pleads for her to kill him, and she doesn't, and he finally confesses his own sins. I love that Maggie extends her hand to him even after what he has said and done. Oh yeah, and he was the one who left the gate open and let all the walkers in. <laughs> Thanks, Father Gabriel. Brittany, what other things did you notice in these episodes? Well, I was not really a fan of Carol during these episodes. She just continues to be so proud that she's lying to people about who she is, and she calls them children. And she has a snooty, snobby tone to everything she says. She even questions Michonne, which I did not appreciate. I mean, this is the part of Rick's group that I can't stand. Really feeling superior to everyone else and thinking that they are the most morally righteous. It's just too much. And I'm so glad that they find good people in later seasons because I'm starting to get really sick of Rick and company being portrayed as perfect and everyone else being depicted as dummies. But I do want to say that the speech that Rick gives at the end of episode 15, it reminded me a whole lot of the monologues that Negan gives Rick's people later on. And it just kind of showed me that I, like, pick up on the writer's tone and language. So it was just mm -hmm. really eerie. It was an eerie moment. Okay, so I want to know, why does Glenn allow Nicholas to live? Noah's death is on Nicholas. And I love that Glenn puts him in his place. But Nicholas hates Glenn and doesn't want to be exposed, so he tries to kill him by shooting him and letting the walkers get to him. Thank God Glenn can handle himself because I was so afraid this would be the time when Glenn would die because we all sense it is coming, but we are just not sure 
when it is going to happen. When Glenn catches up to Nicholas, he tells him, Noah died because of you, and you're trying to kill me? Glenn had the opportunity to kill Nicholas, yet he lets him live. I love Glenn, and I miss Glenn, and he is such a good guy. Okay, we are at our segment of why we love Rick. So, Brittany, why do you love Rick? I love that Rick listens to Carl, similar to what you said earlier. So when Carl says, you have to tell them so they can hear you, this is sometimes what I struggle with because I'm very vocal and passionate about certain topics and I can be loud, assertive, and unwavering in my beliefs. Sometimes people do need a softer approach in hearing what you have to say, although I do struggle with adjusting who I am in order to make others comfortable. Why do you love Rick, Diana? I love that Rick fesses up to Michonne that he, Carol, and Daryl have guns and how he was afraid to tell her because he thought she would stop them. She says, I wouldn't. I am with you. I also want to bring up my love for The Walking Dead. I love this show because it deals with people and their relationships and their humanity. We become invested in these characters and wonder what we might do in the same situation. And I love Rick. I am dreading his departure in season nine. Will Rick die? Will Negan get him? Will someone else or even a walker? Or will they, the producers and writers, allow him to go off on his own, head off on a soul-searching journey like Morgan? This is how I wish he will go out because I can't bear to see him die, but I'm afraid it won't happen that way. I know I will feel wrecked on his final episodes because even though he is a fictional character, I care about who he represents. A man who loves his family and friends and will do anything for them, even risking his own life without a second thought. Who doesn't love a human being like that? I have read that his departure will launch an exciting direction for the new show, but right now I just want to grieve the loss of a character that I truly love. Thank you, Andrew Lincoln, for giving so much to your character and this show. You should have won numerous Emmys, but know that you at least won every Walking Dead fan's heart, including mine. Okay, we are at our segment of what are you currently watching? So, Brittany, what are you currently watching? I am watching The Gifted Season 2, so it's off to an awesome start. The mutants are all separated, and everyone is navigating this separation and what it means for their future. So, so far, I give it an 8 out of 10. Mm. Also, watching The Good Place Season 3. It's a great show. It's only gotten better with each season, and I highly recommend it. I love that three of the main characters are people of color and they defy stereotypes. So 10 out of 10. Ooh, a lot of people like that one. It's really yeah, good. I haven't seen it, it yet. so okay. funny. And it's just, it's, it makes you feel good. And then This Is Us season three. So 
I think season three is off to a good start per usual. What do you expect? And I love Deja's storyline. And in my opinion, her arc is one of the most important. And I think it's something that we should try to pay attention to. Like when others have been through a similar experience, you shouldn't try to compare your suffering to theirs because as I've said before, suffering's not a competition. And in the Walking Dead episodes that we just watched, Maggie tells Deanna, we've lost so much more. And that was super disappointing and an awfully cruel thing to say to someone who just lost their son. I mean, of course Rick's group has lost a lot, but pain is pain no matter what. So anyway, I rate This Is Us so far. Uh, season three, nine out of ten. <laughs> what do you think, Diana? I am really happy the show's back on, but you have to stay focused because mm-hmm. there is so much happening. There's <laughs> flash forwards, flashbacks, and it's like, you know, stay on track. And I just want to say the second episode that I felt so bad for Randall. He doesn't feel like he fits in. And mm-hmm. it was heartbreaking when Kevin tells him what Kate said. Yeah. I just thought, that was awful. don't say that. That's so wrong. I know she didn't say it to him, but she still meant it. Right. She meant it like in the biological way, but there's more than that way to pass on the legacy of someone you love. Yes. So I was like, oh, gosh. I totally agree. I also watched A Million Little Things. It's pretty heartbreaking, but it's I feel like it's impressive. It highlights prominent issues and things that have been happening. So it, they have discussions of mental health, the stigma of depression, patriarchal views of toxic masculinity, and how we just need to pay more attention, have deeper talks with our friends, like rather than just surface level small talk, right? So I think Of course, it's cheesy. It kind of reminds me of Glee, how they did it over the top sometimes with stereotype, but it was good messaging. So nine out of 10 so far. And you watched it, right? Yeah. So I thought I liked it, um, but sometimes it felt a little bit forced, but um, I thought it was interesting how each of the male friends has a major issue to deal with. Mm -hmm. So I kind of liked that part. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't see the next episode, so I still have that to watch. Okay. I think or that's is tonight. It tonight. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're recording Wednesday night, by the yes. way. <laughs> so we could talk about it tomorrow. But anyway, I'm not going to give reviews of the following because I think I've mentioned them before, but I'm continuing to watch Shameless, uh, American Horror Story Apocalypse, which finally Emma Roberts and Sarah Paulson showed up. So now I'm more interested mm. in it. <laughs> and The Purge, which is a series now. I started watching that. And I also started watching these like short comedies. I think they're all NBC. Single Parents, I Feel Bad, and Rel. And I think they're all pretty funny. So, yeah. Okay, Diana, what are you currently watching? So, I watched Fear the Walking Dead, season four, episodes 15 and 16, the season finale. And I feel like June is emerging as a leader along with Morgan. She looks to Morgan and puts him in that position. She guides him, kind of how Michonne guides Rick. The episode made me scream out loud that my family reacted. My husband said, I can't hear anymore. And I said, why? And he said, because your scream made me deaf. (laughs) I screamed because a walker was on Morgan and it was so terribly close. And I have to say, I don't like the filthy woman. (laughs) I like calling her that, by the way. And I'm ready for her to be gone. The finale was a little lackluster and some things were resolved. And I think it could have been a better finale. 
And to be honest, I don't think you're you're, you're going to like that season finale. Okay. Just FYI. Gotcha. <laughs> but we'll see. When you watch it, you tell me. I will. <laughs> okay. So I also watch The Talking Dead. And for episode 15, Jenna Elfman, Aaron Stanford, who plays Jim, and Mo Collins, who plays Sarah, uh, were so interesting to listen to with, about their insight of their character from the actor's view. And they talked about how the art direction is so good that it feels like you are actually there in the zombie apocalypse and a part of that world, which seems so cool to me. Yeah. Wouldn't that just be like... Like, like an you, immersive experience. Yes. I just think that that, you know, is totally amazing. Um, so, and then on The Talking Dead, episode 16, Lenny James was on, Maggie Grace... Scott Gimple, and then Andrew and Ian, who are writers, executive producers of the Mm -hmm. show. Lenny says that Rick was right, and he hates it, (laughs) meaning that Morgan would find his way back to people. Now he is a man trying to figure out where his home is. And Jenna Elfman would like a wedding for June and John Dory in the next (laughs) season. (laughs) Um, Scott Gimple talked about Rick's departure. It ups the game of the writing, the staff, the cast, and the crew. The weight of the departure is felt by everyone. A true new feeling to the show. Andy's performance is powerful and exciting, and everyone is operating at the top of their game. That comes out October 7th, which will be two days before this podcast airs. And I also watch The Voice season 15. So the judges are Blake Shelton, Adam Levine, Jennifer Hudson, and Kelly Clarkson. They are doing the blind auditions, and it has been really fun to watch. They have great chemistry, and the singers have been really good. Survivor started season 37, if you can believe <laughs> that. And it's David versus Goliath. And the first uh, episode was good, and it had a surprise departure. And watch Dancing with the Stars, but it's it's been all right. I'm not totally gripped by that one yet. I do want to mention Better Call Saul. It has good writing and great performances highlight this series. I'm also watching The Mayans OC, and I just heard it got picked up for the second season. Oh, good. So that means it's doing pretty good. And you know what? I do like it. You really need to have time to watch it, though. It's hard because sometimes I'm watching it and doing something else, and it's not one of those shows that you can do it. You gotta sit. You've gotta yes, <laughs> which is the same thing with Better Call Saul. Okay, I think because they're both probably written with just a lot of intricacies that you just really need to watch it. Um, but I did finish the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and I loved it. So at the first two episodes, I was a little iffy, but after watching the whole first season, I really love the show. So much happened to move the story along, and I was sucked in, and I cannot wait for season two. So as far as movies, I watched Deadpool 2, which I know you had watched it. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, it was so (laughs) darn funny. I was laughing so hard that I couldn't breathe. I mean, we were laughing so hard. I really liked it. I thought the story was good. Although I knew what was going to happen in the beginning. When things appear to go well, that is usually when something goes awry. I also watched Adrift, which I know you watched too. And I thought it was good. 
But it was a little bit slow at times, but I really appreciated that it was based on a true story. Mm -hmm. And I am not sure how someone survives on a demolished boat for 41 days. I totally That is, like, astonishing. Yeah, it's a miracle. And that's the reason it's a movie. Because if that was me, I'd be gone day two. Peace. (laughs) Just like the apocalypse. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, we are at our segment, and the award goes to... So, Brittany, what was your favorite quote, character, or moment? My favorite character is Glenn. And it's just for telling Nicholas that he's saving him and he knows exactly the type of person Nicholas is. And I also really admired the fact that he told Rick that he could have left Nicholas. He could have made up some story like Nicholas and Aiden had done before. Mm -hmm. But he didn't. And, you know, you're right. Nicholas tried to kill him. So he could have basically killed Nicholas twice, but he chose to bring him back because if they really want this civilization to work, then they have to be civilized and they have to adjust to respecting new rules. So I think that Glenn realizes they can't just kill off everyone that they don't like or everyone who's a coward. So I just, I love Glenn. Me too. And what was your favorite quote, character, or moment? So, um, I am going to go with my favorite character, and that is Morgan, for coming to the rescue at the perfect time to save Daryl and Aaron, and for telling them the reason he saved them was because all life is precious. And I will say that he holds that to be true in the current episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, Hmm. which I think is totally cool because it's really a part of him and what he's driving for. That's good. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in, and we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. You can find our blog at the link listed in our show notes. See you in a while. Bye. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 